We live in the day of the 24-hour news cycle, and most of what we hear is bad news. With the steady stream of evil reports, it is easy to forget that God has provided good news in a bad world, and that good news is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Today, we join Scott Pauley as he opens God's Word to remind us of God's good news, the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, and how that good news not only encourages us as believers, but is also the message this unbelieving world desperately needs. Let's join Scott now. Truth is a powerful thing. You cannot be neutral on it. You have to say yes or no. You have to accept it or reject it, obey it, disobey it, believe it, refuse to believe it, but you cannot be neutral on truth. So when you come to the message of Jesus, when you come to what the Word of God gives us, the gospel of Jesus Christ, there's no middle ground. There's no gray area. You either make that gospel your own, you personalize and internalize that good news and respond to God's revelation, or you choose to reject it. We come today to Mark chapter number one. You remember in our first study in this series, we, we looked at the first mention of the gospel, uh, of the word at least, and its usage is in Matthew chapter number four. It's when Jesus began his public ministry, and I explained to you that he was preaching the gospel of the kingdom. He was presenting himself to Israel as the king. And of course, he's still the king. He's the king of Israel. He's the king of righteousness. He's the king of peace. He's the king of eternity. He's the king of kings and the Lord of lords, and soon the king is coming back to set up his kingdom. And so uh, what began early on in his ministry will conclude at the end of the age. And now we turn our attention to Mark chapter 1. This is Mark's account of that same message, and listen to it in Mark 1, beginning in verse 14. Now, after that John was put in prison, Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. So you remember John the Baptist, the forerunner of Christ. He, he paved the way, if you will. He was the, the one doing the preparing work, tilling up the soil, and then the Lord Jesus comes behind, dropping in the seed of the gospel. I love this. Every man has his gift. Every man has his message. Every one of us must find our place and do our part in advancing God's purpose in this world. And, of course, this was God's eternal purpose, that he would send John and then the Lord Jesus on his heels, preaching. And what is it everybody needs to hear? Everybody needs to hear the gospel. Jesus Christ was preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. Verse 15 goes on, and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. And let's pause just a moment because this is where there was so much confusion in Jesus' day. You see, these disciples thought that because the kingdom was at hand, that surely the king was going to march on Rome and uh, throw down the emperor, raise up his own army, uh, deliver the Jewish people politically and militarily. They missed the point that, that the kingdom of Christ uh, that he was presenting to them was a spiritual first, that it was a heart thing. They missed that. And isn't that just like today? Everybody wants external change. Everybody wants political revolution. Everybody wants some material uh, transformation. But no, our king always sets up his throne first in the heart. 
So the kingdom was at hand in the person of the king. But here's what I want you to see today. At the end of verse number 15, the Bible says that Jesus plainly said to them, after he preached the gospel to them, he preached this, repent ye and believe the gospel. May I say again, you cannot be neutral. The Lord Jesus Christ called for a decision. Sometimes people say to me, do you think we really should compel people to make a decision? Well, Jesus did. Uh, he, he called on them, commanded them to repent and believe. Uh, he got to the point. He got specific. He got personal about it. And sometimes uh, we say we don't want to be an offense, but maybe it's that we don't want to be offended, and it's a little uncomfortable for us to press people. But the good news must be responded to. You see, when God reveals his grace, reveals his mercy, reveals his truth, uh, we have to choose how we're going to respond to that. You cannot be neutral. So look at the two things that Jesus couples together, these twin truths. You know, all through Scripture, there are oftentimes things inseparably connected. I hear two of those things. Jesus said to them, repent ye and believe the gospel. So what should be our response? What's the right response to the gospel? Uh, if you're really going to receive the gospel, you've got to respond to the gospel. So what is that? Well, the Bible says on one hand it is repentance, and on the other hand it is faith. I believe these two things are inextricably linked. You cannot separate them. Someone has said that it, they're flip sides of the same coin. Uh, repentance is not some work that we do. Uh, honestly, do you think you can change yourself? Do you think you can stop sinning? Uh, that's not the idea here. The word repent literally is the word that it was used for a change of mind, uh, to change one's mind about who God is. And of course, we know this happens as the Holy Spirit of truth begins to open the gospel to us. He brings conviction. He draws people. Repentance is our response to the work of the Holy Spirit uh, through the gospel in our hearts. And so repentance is a, is a directional word. It is to the Lord. Uh, we look away from ourself. We look away from our sin. We look away from our goodness and our badness. Think of that just a moment. You look beyond any good thing you've ever done and realize it's not enough. You need Jesus. And you look beyond every bad thing you've ever done and realize as awful as they are, Jesus is more than enough. So you look to the Lord. Repent. I love this personal word, ye. Ye means me. I must repent. You must repent. People say to me, do you believe in repentance? Well, does the Bible teach it? Absolutely. Now, I will say this to you. I believe I've done a lot more repenting since I got saved than I did when I got saved. Uh, repentance in Scripture is actually given more as a message to God's people than it is to lost people. But where does it begin? It begins with the gospel. And then the Bible says, repent ye and, don't miss the connector here, believe the gospel. So we repent and we believe. We of our own will and volition, uh, put our faith in the person and finished work of Jesus Christ. Now, these two things are always connected in Scripture, repentance and faith. Let me illustrate what I'm talking about. When the Apostle Paul was speaking in Acts chapter number 20 to the believers in Ephesus, listen to Acts 20, verse 21. See if this sounds familiar. He said that he'd been testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks, repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. Do you hear the two truths, these twin truths? Repentance toward God, a change of mind toward God, and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. We must repent, and we must believe the gospel. 
It's always been the case. For example, do you remember Jonah's ministry? You know the message and ministry of Jonah, the great revival in Nineveh. The Bible says in Jonah chapter number 3 that when he preached, the people, Jonah chapter 3 verse 5, believed God. They believed God. They, They put their faith in God. They believed the message. When Jesus spoke about the message and ministry of Jonah in Matthew chapter number 12, he said that the men of Nineveh shall rise in judgment with this generation and shall condemn it because they repented at the preaching of Jonas. So did they believe or did they repent? Yes. You cannot truly repent without believing and you cannot truly believe without repenting. It is repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. So I want to say to you today, you can't be neutral. I can't be neutral. If you have never responded to the gospel, you say, I don't know what to do. All right, very simple. Repent. Look away from your sin and self to Jesus. Realize he is what you need and all that you need, nothing more and nothing less. And then put your faith in him. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Repent and believe the gospel because you cannot be neutral. The Apostle Paul wrote in the book of Romans that the gospel is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. Thank God for the transforming power of the gospel of His dear Son. And may this truth stir our heart as we seek to impact those within our influence with the good news of Jesus Christ. For additional resources on the gospel, we invite you to visit Scott's YouTube channel and view the playlist on the sermon series entitled, The Joy of the Gospel. These four Bible messages were given in a revival meeting, and they will surely be an encouragement and help to you as you live a life focused on God's good news. And until next time, we hope you will enjoy the journey.